Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Game and Gig Podcast, we are breaking new ground, people. We are talking about our preferred methods of playing the Switch, handheld or docked. The Switch offers a little bit of a unique experience in that it can be played in docked mode, or it can be grabbed from the dock, plucked if you will, and played in handheld mode. Now those are those are some different experiences, but you are playing the same games. So that kind of made us wonder, you know, um, which method's better? And is there a clear winner? Yeah. Yes. Do you think there is a clear winner? No, I'm just being a jerk. No. Oh. Well it's pretty nuanced. I know that my preference is to play the switch in docked mode, and I think your preference in general is to play it in handheld mode. Definitely. It is, except for a few exceptions, but yeah. So I thought for the purpose of today, maybe we could kind of represent those sides. I'll mm-hmm. represent, you know, being pro docked. Boo. And you can represent being pro handheld, and we'll kind of have a, you know, a friendly little debate over which one is better. Not gonna be friendly. No, it's gonna be cutthroat. Uh, Blood will somebody's be somebody's gonna be bleeding, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I'm probably going to break this mug today. So start us off, Daniel. What what is the first reason that you would prefer playing handheld? My introductory statement, if you will. Well, sure. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, I think the most obvious pro to playing in handheld is that you can grab that thing and take it anywhere. You can play it in. You can play it on your couch. You can play it in your backyard. You can play it in your front yard. You can play it at your mama's house. You can play it at your daddy's house. You yeah. can play it at your girlfriend's house. You can play it at your wife's house. I agree that you can take it anywhere, but my argument for, you know, why would you want to take it anywhere when it's not the best experience? Well, I think that's a very subjective statement to make. Or objective, sorry. Well, you know. I get those mixed up sometimes. Us gamers, we (laughs) typically have dedicated, you know, maybe our living room or a a gaming space in our house. Mm -hmm. And in that, we have our best TV. Mm -hmm. We have our best audio set up. Mm -hmm. We've got everything set up in a way. Our seats are comfortable. We're Mm -hmm. ready to play. Definitely. And to me, that's my favorite way to game. So that's why I like to dock it and play it right there. Right. But when you say it's the best experience, you brought you you cited a lot of things outside of the actual switch. You said I got comfy seats. You said I've got a good audio setup. It's where my best TV is. None of that has anything to do with the actual switch. So I would say you know the counter argument to that would be well in handheld mode, you can take it to the best setup you have. You can take it to the most comfortable seat. You can have headphones that might be the best audio. I mean, the portability is part of the experience, and you can't discount that. Um, yeah, definitely. I I. I agree with you that the portability is really convenient, but if I'm going to be playing a game and I really want to enjoy that game, Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to do it in my best setup possible. Yeah. And that's going to be on my big TV with my nice speakers. And it's just like, there you go. Yeah, I get that. But you know, there is, I am jumping a little bit ahead here, but you know, we do have OLED switches. We do. And neither one of us have OLED TVs. In fact, we have the same TV, except yours is one model larger. Yes. Uh, And they look great, but they're not OLED. No. So I think there is something to be said for how gorgeous that particular screen is. It may not be as high resolution, because of course you're playing in 720, but um, the colors and you know the, those deep blacks the contrast you get there is so nice yeah but that not, screen is so good yeah but not everyone playing a switch is playing on an oled switch that's a fact in fact i'd say the majority of people who are playing on switch are probably playing on the, the stock switch and i will admit that the oled is what made me come back to the idea of playing primarily in handheld yeah because the regular switch screen although totally usable mm-hmm. it's 
it's nothing amazing. It's nothing There's to nothing write home amazing. about. Especially like, and the same thing for the Switch Lite, you know? I got distracted by how big the bezels were. The bezels are really big. <laughs> no, I didn't get distracted, but. No, but yeah, they really started, are. They, I swear they grew over the years. They seem to, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> At first, they didn't look very big. And then all of a sudden, I realized I was playing a game one day, and I was like, these bezels are freaking enormous. Yeah. It's, I can't even, I'm squinting to see the game. As more and more devices go bezel-less, mm-hmm. uh, the Switch's honking bezels really stand out. And the OLED sure. really helped that. Yeah, which, I mean, and they're still bezels, but they are much, much thinner. Much. So, yeah, I mean, like, um, some games, to me, just feel better on you know the big screen i agree with that yeah smash you guys know i'm really passionate about smash Mm -hmm. and uh i almost will not play it in handheld the only way i'll play it in handheld and be somewhat happy is with a split pad pro which Mm -hmm. is the main way i play my switch now Mm -hmm. um so i will do it um but i'm so competitive about smash and i just know i don't have quite as much of an edge in handheld so so i'm with you some games aren't aren't great but but some games are really really nice for it yeah, I was about to say, I know I'm supposed to be arguing pro doc here, yeah. but um, I will admit that some games just feel right in handheld. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that all the games that feel great in handheld also feel really good on dock. It's not like it makes a lesser experience, Yeah. but I feel like playing in handheld sometimes does make certain games a lesser experience. I could agree with so that. So I don't think I it could goes, concede that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, how much time when we were kids did you spend playing your Game Boy? A lot. Me too. And every time I play the Switch in handheld, I feel like I'm playing a freaking Game Boy again. Like, it's like I feel the same way. Yes. And you know that nostalgia is a really powerful thing for me. Oh, yeah. But I would argue that, do you remember, um, now, I didn't own a Game Boy player for the Mm -hmm. Super Nintendo. I own one now. But one thing I did own as a kid was I had Pokemon Stadium that came with a little pack that you could plug your Mm -hmm. Pokemon, you know, your Game Boy Pokemon games in there and play them. And let me tell you, that was magical. That was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool. And that was taking your handheld and playing it on the big screen. Like, it was. That felt cool. But we were also going from a handheld that, I mean, while for the time, you know, we didn't realize this, the screen was pretty bad. So oh, taking yeah. it to a TV was like, holy crap, I can see everything. I could play with the lights off. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was a whole new thing. Now those aren't really factors. Right. But I would argue that there that magic of playing a console game in handheld, I think there's a very similar magic to playing a, what was a handheld game in like as a console or in docked. Do you think it's as powerful though? Because when I think about play, I remember the first time I fired up NSO Expansion Pass, the first thing I did was open Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I know it'd been on 3DS and stuff, but but um, I was like, holy crap, you know, I can play Ocarina of Time anywhere. Uh, and that's not the only game I can take anywhere that at one time I thought I would only be able to play on a TV and I haven't even brought up a little game called Breath of the Wild yeah, right. that has no business being held in the palm of my freaking hands. I would also argue that Breath of the Wild is better docked, but that's I think yeah. that's one of those games that's better docked, but it's cool that it can be played in handheld. Yeah, that one doesn't bother me as much in handheld, but it probably is better. I mean, I did play it primarily docked. Right. But um, I guess my, my point here was I think there's more magic to be harnessed taking a home console game and putting it in the palm of your hand than taking Pokemon and blowing it up on the TV. Well, I agree with you. I think there's some bias there because in the Switch, we've seen way more of the console experience kind of becoming handheld mm-hmm. than we've seen the handheld experience becoming a console-type game. Right. There's not been many games that were like traditionally only handheld games 
being played in console. That really hasn't happened much. Maybe yeah. once we get that not much that yeah. like NSO Game Boy expansion, yeah. maybe we'd feel a little different about it. We just haven't had many examples of that yet. That would be awesome. I so wish it, they would do that. Nintendo, you should do that. So open up your Game Boy library to me. One of the things that I would argue is they're all just play the rooms. One of the best. I hate that too. But one of the things I would argue is one of the best reasons to, that I prefer to play docked is the fact that when I play docked, I use a real controller. With, I, yes. Yeah. The pro controller. I really like the Switch Pro controller. I think Me it's too. one, you know, honestly, all of the big controllers at the pro controller, the PS5 DualSense, and the Xbox controller, I think they're all great. Mm-hmm. But the pro controller for the Switch is awesome. It is fantastic. Um, much better than the handheld experience. Much better. Oh, Joy-Cons suck. I, I want to... So, I should probably preface my argument by saying that... Uh, and this is way down in my outline, but uh, handheld can be so uncomfortable. Yeah. You ha- pretty much have to get some sort of accessory, whether that's like a Satisfied Grip or a Skull & Co. Grip, which are both great. I've had them both. Uh, or a Split Pad Pro, which is what I prefer now. If you have any of those three things, the comfort's really not a factor anymore. But uh, yeah, Joy Cons suck compared to a Pro controller. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't have an answer for that one. Uh, other than saying, get a Split Pad Pro, and it's almost a non-factor. Or if you really want to be technical about it, and you've got your Switch out in, in handheld mode, out in the wild, you know, you can always set that thing up on tabletop mode and use a Pro controller. Yeah, tabletop mode though, that's you, pretty funny. Um, Tabletop mode is not Ouch. very good. I mean, I've it's good in a pinch. It's yeah. cool that you can do it. I've certainly done it. But it's not great. Now, I would argue that <clears throat> the fact that you have to buy accessories to make handheld gaming feel at least somewhat comfortable mm-hmm. is kind of, that's, that's not great. Well, I agree. But the thing is, is like we're playing games that are a little more advanced than they used to be. Like, I don't think the Switch in its natural state, you know, in its first form, if you will, um, is really any less comfortable than some of the old handhelds we used to play. It's just like now we're using like two joysticks and we're, we're doing a lot more stuff. And so it, it can like cramp you up a little bit. Kind of like, kind of like Samus Return did to us. On the 3DS. Yeah, on yeah. the 3DS. The 3DS, I mean like all those old handheld systems, you're right. They're, they're really in hindsight. They weren't that comfortable. It's only once you're playing mm. these longer yeah. games that would traditionally be played on a console where you're maybe playing for hours at a time that you realize mm. how uncomfortable yeah. handheld gaming can be. Right. It was never uncomfortable to play Pokemon or Fire Emblem or whatever on any Game Boy, you know, but we weren't using joysticks. We weren't mm-hmm. doing all the things. We weren't aiming third-person shooters, you know. Right. Like, yeah. It was a different thing. It's a different thing. Um, now, kind of to argue against myself... You know, Please I said do. that the accessories for playing in handheld, like, that's kind of a bummer that you have to buy something just to make it comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then again, you have to buy a Pro Controller. It doesn't come with the Switch. I was going to come back switch. around to that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't come with the Switch. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But the Switch does come with, you know, the grip to put your Joy-Con in. And that's pretty much the exact same as, like, the Satisfy Grip or the Skull & Co. Grip. There, I think it's... Not, I don't think they're as comfortable, but okay. Eh. I, I just don't like... I mean, the, the Joy-Cons are just small. And when you stick them together, you create a really small controller. Mm-hmm. And I have big hands, so like I don't really like that. And then when they're spread out, it feels better to me. Well, that may be a you problem. Old big hands over here. Us with normal hands, we're fine with it. Normie. <laughs> but you know, talking about like how we have to buy accessories to make the switch better, that might be uh, one of the best reasons why people are really loving their Steam Deck. 
because they put so much research and development into making sure that it was comfortable. You know, a naked Steam Deck, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, they made sure that all the buttons were accessible. They even gave you back buttons, which a Splitpad Pro has. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's another reason that I'm so excited to one day own one because I think it'll be really comfortable. Yeah, from what I've seen, the Steam Deck is super comfortable. And it's huge. So and, there you, you know, go. You lose some portability there. But. And handheld gaming is just convenient. And I think the Steam Deck is kind of definitely going all in on that, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the whole pick-up-and-play aspect of handheld gaming is, is really uh, attractive to me. Yeah. Uh, a, man, a-, a man with limited time, like, it's nice to be able to just pick it up, play for a few minutes, put it back down. Now I have to put it back in the case because I have a cat and she's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't just, like, leave my Switch sitting out anymore. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so, another pro for docked here. One of the things, and then this may be a me thing as well, but one of the big problems I have with handheld mm-hmm. gaming is that causes a lot of eye strain for me because mm-hmm. you're it's up close, and focusing on something that's that close all the time is not comfortable to your eyes. Yeah. Have you ever heard of these things called glasses? Um, I have heard of them. I, as a matter of fact, I have on good knowledge that you're supposed to wear these. Yes. And if you're getting eye strain, maybe you should start wearing your glasses more. My prescription is exclusively for seeing far away. Mm. It does not affect okay. my near my near field vision okay. at all. Okay. So I don't think I'm the only one who gets eye strain when playing in handheld. <clears throat> no, I mean I've probably gotten it, uh, but I've also gotten eye strain from playing a, a game on a TV for a really long time. Just staring at any screen for a really long time will do that to me. I think it has something to do with like the fact that you're focusing in one particular area yeah. for an extended period of time. I think that wears out the muscles of your eyes. Yeah, it happens to me like every fall break when I like binge a game. I remember yeah. when I did God of War, it was like I'd come away from like an eight-hour God of War session and I'd be like, couldn't see. Yeah. You know? Well, that definitely happens to me if I'm playing in <clears throat> docked mode on my big TV, if I'm playing for a really long time. But I found that in handheld gaming, that if I'm playing my Switch in handheld, that it could just be you know a very, fairly short amount of time and my eyes start to feel tired. Hmm. So, and maybe wear your glasses. Maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, but so one more thing. Yep, I see that you have one more thing. I have one more thing about playing in uh, docked, and that is, what about all your multiplayer games, Daniel? Yeah, you can't share a handheld game. If you're playing in handheld, it's really hard to play with someone else. Uh, Yes, and I think you're looking specifically at couch co-op. Yeah. Yeah, because or, in today's world of mainly online games, it's a non-issue. Yeah, but some of us like to play games in person with right. other people. Right, and that's something that I agree you wouldn't be able to do unless you put it in tabletop mode or had two Switches. Right. If you wanted to be a handheld purist. And it is cool that the Switch does have that third option that we're <clears throat> kind of ignoring here, which is tabletop mode. I'm not ignoring it. You're the one ignoring it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how often do you play on tabletop? Uh, only when I'm like, at, like say I'm in a hotel room and I wanted to use my controller to play Smash. Like yeah. I, I did that at a convention last year, yeah. but very, very inoften. Yeah, I I usually do play in a tabletop if I'm if we're ever traveling mm-hmm. and uh, either Catherine and I both want to play and we you don't didn't want to bring the don't dock. didn't want to bring a dock, or maybe I want to play with you know Catherine has some little cousins that they like to play and sometimes I'll set it up for them, let them you know play some Mario Kart or something, mm-hmm. and it works well for that. It does, and uh, it's. You know, not perfect. It's no. not as good as playing in dock, no. and it's not as good as just one person playing handheld. But it is an option. Yeah. We've used it at esports before. Like if we didn't have enough docks, you know, and somebody needed to like play while they were waiting to get in on TV, um, we've we've had kids sitting around in our computer lab playing on handheld just mm-hmm. so they had something to play. You know, 
But again, online play is a thing. Okay. That's where most people get their online gaming these days. So I don't really think that's a huge deal. But Yeah, it's not a huge deal. But if you do enjoy playing co-op or multiplayer games with someone in person, mm-hmm. you can't do that in handheld. And we're not even going to mention the fact that Nintendo's online is super trash doo-doo garbage. Yeah. Well, it's getting better, apparently. So I heard. They have this new kind of like system that they're using for online stuff. And apparently it's much better. I think Splatoon 3 is really utilizing it. And apparently like Splatoon 3's online is great. Yeah. Like the best. Makes me want to play Splatoon 3, actually. So, yeah. One thing that you have in your outline here that we haven't brought up. And I thought was interesting is oh. that you you said that handheld gaming is really convenient, and uh, you said that, or you have written here that you think the masses have realized this, especially with the success of the Steam Deck. Yeah, that is true. I kind of glossed over the convenience because I did talk about my pick up and play gaming. I thought we would be beating a dead horse, but you're right. Yeah, it is convenient, and and I do think more people have kind of latched onto that because you can see how much people love the Steam Deck, and these are PC gamers. Yeah. Who have just like <laughs> hidden in their RGB lit caves for years, you know, like, and they're finally venturing out into the wild and, and playing these games like among the people. Oh my gosh. And they might have even showered. Some of those Steam Deck games now, you can play those offline, which is really great. Mm-hmm. But anything like, it's the same thing with the Switch though. A lot oh, of these yeah. online multiplayers, you have to be online. So. You need to be able to play it offline. That's something I didn't even think about being an issue. And then I started seeing videos come out of people saying, Offline mode sucks in the Steam Deck, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Didn't even consider that. Like, yeah, that needs to be. If it's a portable device, you need to be able to play it offline. Mm-hmm. You you bring up that the masses have realized this, but and I thought that was interesting because I was like, I know the Steam Deck is successful because <clears throat> it seems that way. Every time I'm on YouTube, I see tons of Steam Deck videos. Yeah, and it seems like people are super hyped about it. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder: like, are we in just in the circle, and it's just big amongst? this group of gamers or is it really that successful? I, I think that is probably the case. I mean, we're, you know, the, the Steam Deck was always targeted at a niche audience. Yeah, it's and people they who want to play PC games they, and handheld. They, and Valve hasn't, hasn't even been able to catch up to the d- initial demand of just that niche audience. Yet. Right. Because so there, like there was 110,000 pre-orders, yeah. I remember. It was like 100 and something thousand and they haven't shipped out those. So. Yeah. So you can't walk into Best Buy and buy it. So it's not like, you know, no. The layman is going to just go in there and be like, well, this seems like a neat thing to buy my grandson for Christmas. Yeah. And it's I, definitely a niche product. It's not there yet. I, I think that the Steam Deck, <clears throat> although it has been popular, I don't think, you know, and they haven't been able to keep up with it. I think it's only, it's probably sold less than 100,000 units. Probably so. And uh, that's not very much. No, but it's as many as they could have possibly sold at this point. <laughs> right. So, like, if you it's look, hard if you want to look at it, you know, based on the percentages, their percentage is pretty damn high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the percentage of Steam decks they've made versus the percentage of Steam decks they've sold is pretty, pretty yeah. staggering. They're right? selling every one they make. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, another thing I glossed over, if we're if we're gonna, you know, make sure I hit all my bullet points here, mm-hmm. is I did mention that the Switch Lite is exceptionally portable. And has a D-pad, which is amazing. But that's not as big a deal to me as it used to be because the OLED just looks so much better. That's, right. that's just what I've started playing on. Yeah, the Switch Lite is, is really cool, and it is somewhat smaller. And, oh, it's a lot smaller. You know, but dude. it's still not like it's pocketable. It's so, pretty freaking close. If you have, so Yeah, but the, close is not the same as being uh, able to put it in your pocket. Here's the thing, man. If you have the flip case, yeah. you, and I do have the flip case, and that's what I carry it in. 
It's super thin. Mm-hmm. You probably could put that damn thing in a pocket. Maybe maybe in guys' pockets. Girls can't do it. Girls they can't do it. No small and, pockets. But it projects. It protects the joysticks, which is what you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, nothing with a joystick, in my opinion, is pocketable, unless the joystick is protected. Yeah. Not in today's day and age of stick drift. Right. Well, we don't need to talk about no stick drift. Stick drift in this debate. That's a whole other topic. It would get both of us. Yeah, it, it would get us a, both. It'd be a moot point. Well, it would, no, you know what? Docked is better for stick drift because the pro controller doesn't seem to have as much of an issue. But as, you got to buy that. Yeah, I, I could say the same thing about handhelds <laughs> better for stick drift because I play them split pad pro. <laughs> That's true. You know, um, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, to kind of sum all this up, why did I win? Yeah, which one of us is correct? You know, is is it better to be docked or is it better to play in handheld? I don't know. Or. Or is the truth somewhere in between? Probably. Mm, you'd be the judge. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know, both of us have kind of exaggerated our views on this for this video. But really, the truth is that the thing that is awesome about the Switch is that you really don't have to pick playing in handheld or playing console. You can just do them both. And that's what makes the Switch amazing. That's why the Switch works so well. That's why it's my favorite console ever. Right. The options. And options you, are never bad. The only the only switch that doesn't have that option is the switch light. Yes. And I think that for that reason I wouldn't suggest the switch light to hardly anybody. I mean, yeah. it's not that it's a bad system because it's great, but if if you want a switch in my opinion just go for a real switch because you're going to have those options. It's hard for me to recommend any switch that isn't the OLED for a first time buyer. Yeah. Cuz it's like, okay, the do, the the light is a lot cheaper than mm-hmm. than both. It's like 200 bucks, right? But it's a supplementary yeah. system in my mind. I think you I get agree. that after you got the regular switch. I agree. But if that's the only money you can possibly put towards a switch, go for it. Yeah. it it's great. But if you have $300 to spend on a regular OG switch, just don't buy it yet. Yep. Let some more time go by and save a little more, save 50 more dollars and buy the vastly better experience. Yeah, the screen is so much better. And that's only first time buyer. But. Yeah, I mean, like, but at the same time, the original Switch, even though the screen isn't as good as the OLED, if that's what you can get, it's still awesome. I mean, it mm-hmm. is amazing. The Switch is my. If if it wasn't mm-hmm. about performance, if yeah. we're ignoring performance here, mm-hmm. um, my preferred way to play games because I have the option to play it both handheld and docked. Yeah, just and there's of, just games you can't play anywhere else, you know, right. that are important those, to me. Those Nintendo games. But let us know, guys, which way do you play your Switch? Do you play docked? Do you play in handheld? Are you insane and you play it in tabletop? Let us know. All right, Daniel. Yes. Moving on to our poll. We uh, put a poll out because one of the things that has come up recently is that you and I have been playing some free-to-play games, specifically Fortnite. And... Uh, in that process, both of us have spent a little real-world cash mm-hmm. in the game. A little bit. Just a little bit. Not much. But we've spent some money mm-hmm. on a game that is technically free. free. Yeah. So um, we asked on a poll over on YouTube, have you ever spent money in a free-to-play game? And 78% of people said yes. They have also spent money in a free-to-play game. But then 22% of people said no, they've never done it. Yeah, that result did not surprise me. Yeah. Uh, I figured almost everybody had. Now, for for quite a while, I have been anti-spending money in a free-to-play game. And um, primarily because I don't like the monetization tactics 
that a lot of free-to-play games use. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of morally against it. I think that it kind of triggers the part of your brain that like the same thing that gambling addiction does. Yeah. Specifically loot boxes. Oh yeah. Loot boxes are bad news. Fortunately, a lot of games are moving away from loot boxes for one reason or another. I think that one, it's gotten a lot, a lot of bad press. And once gamers find out that your game uses loot boxes, they just kind of write it off. Because I think people are tired of it. Yeah. But then also, a lot of countries are outlawing loot boxes. And if you have loot boxes in your game, you cannot sell it there anymore. Or you have to change it. Now that, that's a nuanced issue right there. Because... That triggers the part of my, you know, I don't, I don't really like the idea of, of the government saying, you can't put this in a game. But Do you have any problems with saying that gambling should be required? You have to be a certain age to gamble. Hmm. Because I think that's where the issue lies. I think that is where the issue lies. I hadn't thought about that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know honestly. Probably. I don't really want a bunch of kids losing all their money on horse races. Right. And the thing is, is like. These loot boxes, they are gambling. You're yeah. buying something that you have no idea what it is, and you're just hoping that it's going to be good. And if you don't get what you want, you got to buy it. It's not like you're not getting a product, and that's yeah. where the grade becomes. Yeah. Because you are getting something. It's not right. like you're losing You're not losing, losing money. your money. But if you already had all those items, you could potentially be losing your money. What about like uh, people that buy those mystery boxes off of Etsy and stuff? That's a, that's gambling. Yeah. That's just as much gambling as a loot box. Well, and this it's a real life loot box. This came up back in the day with Pokemon cards. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's something that's still. Well, it should have come up even earlier with baseball cards then. Right. Well, I mean, like logic. it was just like you know, these blind packs, and you have no idea what's in them. In a way, it's sort of like gambling. You know, you're spending your money on something you're not sure where you're going to get until you open it, and then at that point you purchased it. Yeah. I think though, I think I think you're right. I think the distinction is like you are getting something for your money, mm-hmm. and that's the difference between like going to a casino or betting on a fight or betting on a football game or something like that. Yeah, but there there's a bit of a gray area there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and so because of that, I I haven't really liked uh, free to play games and their monetization tactics. That being said, the uh, the way a lot of games are doing this now with like the battle pass. Or like Sea of Thieves has the plunder pass, but they basically have this system where you buy into it and then as you play the game, you unlock everything and you see from the very beginning what you're going to get. And a lot of the times you also get in-game currency that you can use to buy the next one. So it really isn't like, it doesn't trigger the same part of your brain as like this kind of gambling thing does. No. Like loot boxes do. To me, a plunder pass or a battle pass triggers the part of my brain that says... I've opened a new part of this game now. I can do these things to earn these things. It's like I just paid money for a... It's like a mini game in a game almost. You know, right. It's like, you know, I, like you said, I can see what I'm going to get. I have to see exactly what I have to do to get those things. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It just, to me, is a more moral way to monetize a free game. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of these games, they're not... As long as they're not pay to win, as long as they really are even amongst mm-hmm. everyone, and this is just extra stuff, cosmetic things, you know... I think that is a really clever way to monetize a game and it not be too aggressive or too pushy. Mm-hmm. You know, I one could still argue that if you're playing the game with default skins and stuff like that, that you're going, you might be like kind of feel like a lesser player. 
that's on you, you know. Yeah. Or or the community, I guess. Yeah, the community. But at the same time, you know, it's better than it still has the option to be free. Definitely. At least it has that option. And both of those games we're talking about. Well, not really Fortnite. Fortnite really doesn't give you anything for free. You don't really get any any additional cosmetics. You do get some. You do get some. But it is almost yeah, nothing. It's, it's like it might no, as well be nothing. There's no skins or anything that either one of us ever got. I uh, never right? got a character skin. Yeah. But I think you. I think that there could be some. I haven't looked oh, okay. at it deeply into. It. I don't want to say that yeah. it's nothing. But you do get cosmetics and stuff for free. Like well, you, see at thieves, you get a ton of stuff because you just buy it with gold. Right. So yeah. Yeah, and I do like that. So I don't know, but we had some comments about this. We sure uh, did. Have you spent money in a free to play game? Daniel, hit us with Saleria Rose here. Saleria Rose, longtime commenter on the channel, says, I used to play a free-to-play MMO called Perfect World, which over time I put a dumb amount of money into for not really much return. Can't complain too much, as overall I did get plenty of hours of entertainment from it, so it evens out in the long run, but it was still dumb to spend what I did. Since then, I've generally avoided spending money on that kind of stuff. At this point, I'd much rather just buy a game up front than pump money into some bottomless pit of a game. Yeah. Which also harkens back to the podcast we did recently about how one of these days these games are just going to be gone and then your money's gone. But, yeah, your money's gone. But yeah. at the same time, these free-to-play games, as long as you're smart about it, you can get <clears throat> hours and hours of enjoyment out without spending money or with spending very little money. Mm-hmm. Whereas an upfront game, it's kind of a gamble in another way in that you have to spend potentially $60, $70. And if you don't enjoy mm. the game, then you really did lose that money. You know a game that you uh, don't have to pump money into as a bottomless pit, Randy? Can you think of any? Oh, I absolutely can think of one now. You do have to put a little bit into buy it initially, but that's Cane and Bridge of Spirits. Now, Daniel and I, we've been caned, mm. but we're afraid that you haven't been caned yet. Caned. So if you'd like to be caned, check out Cane and Bridge of Spirits on the PS5. I think there's a PS4 version, too. Mm-hmm. You can get caned on many, many platforms. Cane and Bridge of Spirits. It's in the game. <laughs> So, Matthew Hardwick said, I recently did this with Fall Guys to unlock 50 store items achievement because the season unlocks don't count as they're not tied to the in-game store. Otherwise, it would have taken me a lot longer to earn kudos and store items to rotate in and out. So, Mm. the unlocks in the season don't count towards this 50 store items achievement. Why do they have an achievement that's 50 store items? That's store. not a good achievement. 50 store items achievement, yeah. You shouldn't. There shouldn't be an achievement for buying 50 <clears throat> store items. That's kind of like, that's low. That is low, and the season unlocks don't count. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that's low. Come on, Fall Guys. Dang, Fall Guys. Because there are achievement hunters out there. A lot of people are achievement hunters, and they want to get all those achievements. And if one of your achievements is 50 store items... That's not cool. No, that's not cool at all. Oh, we got Brody Blackwell. (laughs) Yo, what it do, Groundhog Jar? He says, uh, I'm big into Destiny and Warframe, so yeah, definitely, lol. (laughs) Have you played Warframe? No. That game's fun. Is it? Yeah, I played it back when the Switch first came out. Hmm. Uh, It was one of the... You know, only free to play games on Switch, and mm-hmm. it is fun. I didn't get that into it. I remember when you were playing that, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. I've never played Destiny though. Yeah, me neither. It just didn't look like my thing. I know a lot of people like it though. Yeah, and I, I know I remember Brody being really into Destiny. So yeah, so you know, if you're getting a lot of enjoyment out of it, you know, you just got to scale the amount of money you spend. Like, 
<clears throat> and that kind of brings us to Heather's comment here. Heather Cook says, I do if I play it a lot, never more than $60 though. I think that's kind of a good yeah, good tactic to you know use there because mm -hmm. if you know you're not going to spend more than sixty bucks, you know that's how much a full price game costs. So yeah, that's if good. you're saying like, hey, I'll put money into it, but never more than what I, a, an actual like physical game will cost or a full price game will cost. Mm -hmm. That's smart. That's yeah. a good, good way to do it. If you really keep track of that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of that. Yes, unless you got to like have your little logbook out right down. Yeah, yeah, what you spent on. All right. Well, we got Not Al Games, longtime commenter, also said Cross Out is free paid for some car DLC. I think there is. It's Cross Out is free paid for oh, some car DLC. Cross Out is free paid for some car DLC. I mean, commas are important. Commas are important. But you know, when you're writing a YouTube comment, sometimes commas get left out. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, but Cross Out, I don't. I don't. Know. I never played. What cross is Cross Out? out? I don't know. I'm it's guessing a, it's a car game. Well, I reckon there's cars in there. Because there are some car DLC, but maybe it's not a car game. Cross Out. Cross Out, an action MMO. Oh, It's a free-to-play vehicular combat video game. Vehicular okay. combat? Vehicular combat. Cool. Yep, it's for Android, Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Series X slash S. Cool. Got some car DLC. And PS5. Yeah. And GeForce Now. And iOS. Dude, it's everything. They just keep coming. Everything. Crossout's everywhere. I haven't, I've never heard of Crossout. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, me neither. Sometimes there's so many games, guys. No, it's you so just, many. <laughs> it's just like when we play gigs and people ask us for a request and we're like, yeah, we know of that song, but we don't have it. They're like, how? And we're like, there's so many songs. <laughs> right. How are you going to get mad at us for not knowing this like obscure song that you just asked for when there is like billions and billions and billions of songs? Right. Same thing with games. Yeah, there's so many games. You can't play them all. You can't know them all. No. And I feel like I know a lot of games. And I've played a lot of games. Mm -hmm. But you can't play them all. Can't play them all. But cool, cross out. I'll have to but check you out. can catch them all. You can catch them all. People have done it. Crazy people. <laughs> so, so tell us, guys, if you did not comment initially on this poll. Why not? Yeah, why not, first of all? Second... I want to know, have you spent any money on a free-to-play game? Uh, have you spent an abundant amount of money or just a little bit? You don't have to tell us the exact amount if it's like a lot, a lot of money. You know, you could just be like, I'm embarrassed to admit how much money I have spent <laughs> on this game. And just leave it at that. Or you can just not put anything because that's how embarrassed you are. Mm -mm, not an option. Not, okay. Yeah, you have to comment. Mm-hmm. Now that you've watched us say this, you have to put a comment. Tell I mean, us. if you're watching our podcast this far into it, like you ought to comment. I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Have you ever? So I've talked to you about this, Randy, but I'm going to shout out a YouTube channel that I love. Okay, go. It's for called it. How Ridiculous. It's a YouTube channel where these three Australian guys drop crap off high places. I've seen it. That's essentially what it is, and they are huge. They have so many followers, so many subscribers. I mean, it's a huge channel. And they did this thing really early on where they had a really long video. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, if you're if you're this long into the video, uh, comment 44 because 44 is my favorite number. And a bunch of people did that. And it was like the last couple seconds of the video when they said that, you know. Uh -huh. And still, years and years later, they call it the 44 Club. And they shout them out every video at the very end of the video. They're like, shout out 44, 44 Club. Thanks for hanging out. We should have a 44 Club style thing. We'll have to come up with one. Next. What's your favorite number? You know what? <clears throat> we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> what you been playing this week, Randy? Okay, so this week has been interesting for gaming. I, I finished The Last of Us Part 1, 
And uh, after that, I haven't added any new games. I'm still playing some games. I'm trying to finish up Kingdom Hearts. I'm trying to finish up Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, still playing Paper Mario. So it's just kind of been one of those weeks where I've been trying to finish stuff unsuccessfully. Yeah, It's been a busy week. I have gamed, but all the games I'm playing through right now are kind of long games, and I just haven't gotten finished yet. Yeah. What about you? It's been a pretty crazy week for me, too. I mean, we literally... This is like the first moment we've had to do anything other than play gigs all weekend, and it's Hell Sunday. Yeah. So... Um, I've been playing Cult of the Lamb when I can, but not a whole lot this week, but I'm close to finishing it. So mainly what I've been trying to decide is what am I going to play next? And uh, I've narrowed it down to either uh, Link's Awakening or Earthbound. And I think I'm going to play Earthbound. Well, then you've narrowed it down to yeah. one if you think. Well, I think I'm going to do it, but I really want to play Link's Awakening, but but you know, it'll still be there. Yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. But I really want to play Earthbound. You're in the mood for like a old school RPG? Yeah, and everybody just says Earthbound is just so unique and great. And mm-hmm. I'm know. sure it's good. I've, I've heard great things about Ness. it. I think last week on the podcast, you were ranting and raving about yeah. how you wanted to play Earthbound. Yeah. So. Ness has been a part of my life forever because of Smash, but I just don't know anything about him, you know? So yeah. it's time to learn. Well. Good luck, whichever one you decide to play. Thank you. They're, I'm sure they're both good. I can I can speak <clears throat> through experience that uh, a link to the past. No, no, not link to the Link's past. Awakening. Link's Awakening, the one that's got the little chibi art. Yeah, remake. which is the one I'm going to play. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good game. But until next time, guys, I'm Randy and I'm Daniel, and this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out. <laughs>